If you feel like everything in your life is being shaken and you feel a little bit of a mess, then in this episode of What the Prophets Say with Emma Stark, we're going to be talking about God who shakes us and shakes the earth so that he can give an increased level of glory. And you're not going to miss, want to miss this incredible conversation. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. And once again, I am joined by the utter delight and joy that is Mr. Sam Robertson. Hello, hello. It's good to be here. I'm excited for this conversation. Another whip in the hand. Yeah. What is God saying? How is he getting us into order? Did you like my whip sound? I, I like the sound. I like the sound. Yes. How is God getting his bride into order? Yeah. And what is he doing? And how do we as prophets uh, think about what we're hearing in the spirit realm and best communicate that to you? Because, my friends, we want you to be those who weather the weather of what God is doing. I think that's the phrase of the moment. Weather the weather. We should get that on a mug. Yes, we should brand that. Weather the weather. Weather the weather. But can I say, as a dyslexic, weather is a difficult word to spell. Are they different words, weather the weather? Like, are they two different ways of spelling them? No, weather the weather. Anyway, anyway, before we go down that yes, road, we, I have to say, Sam, we are we are well educated. You're in the middle of your um, theology, your theology degree. I have a couple of degrees you tucked do. under my belt, and uh, but I have to say, the spelling never quite kept up with the yes. <laughs> but, spell check. Spell check. Best friend. Spell check, and a good, in my case, a good husband. Yeah, he who, edits. who edits everything with panache. Also quite a challenging word to spell. It, it is because it also sounds like ganache, but anyway. What? Like ganache. Is ganache not something, like, is it not food? Oh yes, like a truffle. There we go. <laughs> anyway, this right, is our introduction. Right, right. Here okay. We go. Okay, so I want us to look at three scriptures uh, today. And they're the three scriptures that land on these um, concepts of shaking. Mm. The God who shakes. Now, I think we we have some foundational truths in scripture, uh, like God is all-powerful, mm. like God is all-knowing. But one of those other foundational truths is God is good all the time. Mm. I mean, actually, you build your life on the security of God being good all of the time. It's one of those five or six tenets of the faith that you can anchor yourself in. One is the goodness of God. Now, I think it's worth us saying that his goodness often doesn't show up in the way we like it. Totally. That the goodness of God is very often character development. He is mm. good in the refining of our character. Yeah. He is good in that he is just. Absolutely. He is good in that he's mercy. Now, we prefer his goodness in mercy. We prefer his goodness in compassion. Totally. Our kindness. We, it, absolutely. But we are less secure with the goodness of God mm. in his justice and judgment. Yeah, or correction or discipline. Absolutely. Mm. So we know that we're in a shaking season. And I think the pandemic and some of the elections and some of the wars that have happened and are actually going to continue happening yeah. can shake us in a in a kind of we will spiral out way yeah. if we don't understand that the goodness of God comes to shake us for very specific reasons. Yeah. That you and I 
are being shaken. So we need to then know biblically what God means by that and what that achieves in us. Mm. And if we don't like the word shaking, can we use the word, because sometimes we overuse words, dismantling. Mm -hmm. And this sense of my framework, my beliefs, my security, I actually think even our geography of where we live is being dismantled. Totally. And that God is pushing some of us actually into a house moving season. Mm. And actually the Lord gave me a word last week that he is having a people movement in the earth, literally moving people geographically so that he can mobilize them to carry more glory. Mm. That this movement geographically is going to then mobilize the carrying of greater glory. And I'm saying to God, surely we can just stay where we are and carry your glory. (laughs) Yeah. But God actually saying, no, I need to even move you work. I need to move you relationships. I need to move you geographically. Mm. I need to move your character. I need to test you. I need to shake all of this so that greater glory can be stewarded. Yeah. So why don't we look at the three scriptures together? Why don't you read us the, the, uh, Haggai 2? Now, Haggai 2 is actually requoted in Hebrews 12. But read us Haggai 2, Sam. Sure. So Haggai 2, 6 to 7. Yes. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations and what is desired by all nations will come and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. Uh, That's fascinating. I mean, let's pick that a bit part bit Mm. by bit that we see that shaking is the absolute precursor of glory. Totally. Oh, it comes before glory. Absolutely. And it's a shaking of the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. It's of all, all, all things. Everything shakes. Absolutely. It's not just one place or those who are in the wrong. Actually, God says, no, I shake everything as a preparatory work for increased glory. And it fascinates me that God shakes the heavens because I think then things fall to us from mm. heaven mm-hmm. that we need. In other words, God's saying, look, I'm shaking the earth and all that you know, but when I shake my own my own heavenly realms i'm shaking to release something that you don't currently have totally and actually i think there's a great comfort in we're not here on earth having an isolated shaking season actually we know that in the heavens there is a shaking as well and that should bring a comfort that god even chooses in his realm to bring a shaking as well as here down on the earth that it's so important it's so important to release new things to us and new new levels of his of his weight you and i have chatted many times over the years about revival Mm. and our almost love-hate relationship with the word with the word (laughs) revival revival. because in its best sense revival is oh we want a move of god hallelujah and how could we not love that concept but in its worst sense revival has a sense of entitlement Mm. you must do it again the way i want it the way i like it you must revive how we had it and it it almost has a sense of an immaturity to it um in that sense of, oh, just come like I recognize you did before. Yeah. You know, can we have Azusa Street again? Can we have Toronto now yeah. again? And all the things that bless us. And God's saying, you know, I don't actually say in my word that you go from revival to revival. I say that you go from glory to glory. Mm. And the sense is we're wanting something of a fresh expression of God, a different level of the weight of God. And God doesn't say in that scripture, I shake so that you're revived. He says, I shake you so that you get a level of glory. glory. 
And that's really important scripturally that we have understood that. Yeah. And therefore, I yield my heart to what feels testing and challenging because I know if I yield my heart to being in inwardly shaken as well as ex externally shaken, I can take a different degree of glory. Now, can I anchor this in? God mm. then starts to move glory in and he will expose cracks. Yep. He will expose where your relationship does not work, like with your spice. Yeah. He will expose, not because he wants you to live in conflict, but because he wants you to resolve mm. where you do not have a solid enough foundation to carry even greater glory. Come on. And I actually believe mm. some of us will have had the most challenging arguments. Yeah. Oh. Totally. Not because a marriage is disintegrating or the most challenging relational journeys. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily because that's the end of that relationship yeah. forever. But God is starting to say, look, to really carry, I need to, the glory, I have to shake. And shaking is painful. It exposes, mm. it exposes where you have cracks. Totally. And actually, it is a sign of goodness and mercy because God is saying, I want you to carry great glory. I want you to be promoted, to come into increase. And I want that so bad for you that I'm not going to leave you where you are. And I think yes. glory actually is a great exposer. And it exposes even, you know, real, our relationships with God, relationships with others, whether that's a marriage or a friendship. I think it also exposes our internal relationship. And some yes. of you will probably be in this shaken season going, oh my goodness, I, I thought I was, I was more well than I am. And all of a sudden you realize there's all this inside and God is saying look don't don't partner with shame and condemnation this is a liberation moment I'm letting you see what's inside so I can heal you so that you can then hold glory can, can we just really drill this down Sam because you and I have spoken in our last few sessions about the difference between the victorious church mm. and the, the successful, successful church. church and that kind of terminology on the macro scale of what God is doing where he's saying look you know, you're going to have to change your structures quite dramatically, but your value system and your thought process yeah. to be a victorious church. This conversation that we're having today is much more about God saying, I see that you have a petty jealousy. <laughs> and I see that that jealousy or that unhealedness is leading to a relational breakdown with your spouse. Totally. Or I see that you are then going to pornography for comfort. Yeah. Or I then see that, you know, uh, you are in fear and you're trying to build an Ishmael mm. because you want sudden immediate success because actually waiting on me you're not used to that because you've you've not developed that lifestyle totally. with me and so I'm actually not going to answer some prayers mm. and I'm going to make you wait because Absolutely. I want you to develop dependency on me so this shaking is actually quite bespoke and it's quite personal let's talk about children in this because I know a lot of you will have um prodigal sons and daughters mm. uh who who are and we all wrestle to bring our children up in yeah. in the ways of God but actually as the glory comes I actually think we're going to see our children question totally 
you know, and say, God, are you real? God, how do I deal with a doubting spirit? Mm. How do I deal with anger issues? Yeah. That as much as we as seasoned, mature Christian adults are being shaken, so are yeah. our children. And I have to say to you as mums and dads who are dealing with some issues in your children, don't stress if they question. Yeah, or fear. Don't stress if you actually see rejection of God. Do you remember that in the life of Peter, Mm. the great one of the great yeah 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 uh, disciples and apostles, Mm. who then is called the Rock? (laughs) Is who yeah the the who the church in Rome is? I mean the great bishop of the church in Rome. You know, does deny, 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 believe totally. And actually, sometimes you have to go through the ringer of sitting in that crisis of mm. denial and, and the pressure to expose that to build a different foundation of Come belief. On. That's so important. And actually to not kind of protect them from that, from, from, from those questions. Yes. Be open for those dialogues. Because what happens is actually in that process, you see children moving from their parents' faith and being of their parents' faith to owning their own relationship. Why? Because they're not afraid to confront their questions. Yes. And at the end of the day, children nowadays are, be, are, are in a hostile environment that is very different to previous generations. So they've got to find their way through dealing with some questions that, you know, even me as 26, didn't have to deal with when I was at school. Absolutely. And we've got to allow them that process because as you said, there's denial, there's denial, there's denial, there's wrestling, there's wrestling, there's wrestling, but then there is a security of belief that they emerge into. And I think what that means is it can feel right now because we're, we're primarily you and I teaching prophets. Mm, mm-hmm. We are primarily teaching prophets. And so when we come to this, what the prophets say concept, yeah. yes, there's going to be wars. And yes, there's maybe even going to be world wars. And <laughs> yeah. I am prophesying that. And we are going to see shaking on this, this, this massive level. But in my own journey and your own journey and our children's own journey, I think... We come to shaking first so that my character is come trained on. and robust enough to steward that. And God is saying, look, it's going to feel like everything's fallen apart. Absolutely. I think right now, if you feel like, oh, Jesus, help. Yeah. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. Everything yeah. is falling apart. You are actually right in the season yeah, of God. Yeah, you're on time. And with any house... Uh, building, if you're going to add another story and another weight or an extension to Mm. the property, using the analogy of building, you always go back to your foundations. And make sure they're strong. And I think as well, when we're, we're landing in Haggai here as the scripture, just jump back a chapter to chapter one. Why is God saying what he's saying in chapter two? He's saying it because in chapter one, he exposes the people saying, you're just independent. You're concerned with yourself. You're caught up in your own stuff. And actually your eyes aren't on my house. He actually says, my house remains a ruin. Well, each of you is busy with your house. You're all busy with your own stuff. And there's this sense of, look, I need to shake and I need to shift and I need to, to, to create a storm. I need to create a situation so that your eyes come up and see me and you take your eyes off yourself and you're able to get strong from that. And we are, I think you need to read probably Haggai because it's the story for the season, but that's the place. And then God says, I shake you 
why I expose your inner being, I expose your inner world, I expose your relational dynamics so that I can then give you the gift of increased It's a little glory. bit like Jeremiah 2, mm. where the accusation is, you know, you're building your own house rather than a house of worship. Absolutely. In other words, God's saying, I need to shake you because really your structures are about idolatry Absolutely. more than about the story I need to tell with yeah. your life. Let's go to the other shaking scripture. Now, for, for your own reference, Haggai 2 is quoted again in Hebrews 12. Mm. So we get a very similar New Testament thought about yeah. the requirement for shaking. It's an Old and New Testament yeah. thought. But the other place it is, is in Exodus 19 and verse 18. And I've got my uh, Bible open here. Uh, and this is Moses. And it says, Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace. And the whole mountain trembled violently mm. or, or violently shook. As the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and the voice of God answered him. So this kind of sense of the coming of God brings a necessary shaking and it's quite a violent shaking. Totally. And what I'm interested in there is it goes on to say the Lord descended then into Mount Sinai and God gives the Ten Commandments from mm. that place that you get the next level of revelation on yeah. the back of the shaking. Absolutely. Now, the tragedy for me in this is the Exodus scriptures. Moses is up for being shaken. He's up for the proximity to God yeah. that costs him. Yeah. But the people don't want to go. Mm -hmm. You can, in wanting comfort and ease, push away the next revelation. Yeah. You can, in your fear of being shaken by God, mm. put yourself in 40 years of wilderness. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing here the need for us to say, God, you must test me. Mm. You must you know, refine me by shaking. God, if wow. I cannot take your discipline, if I cannot take the exposure, if I cannot take seeing the, the ugly things in me, <laughs> I may well disqualify myself from a front row seat in the stewarding of your glory. Totally. And actually, it sounds like something that's quite easy to pray until you are on your knees saying, I hate this about me. Totally. Yes. I hate this about me mm. because I'm seeing it. Totally. I'm seeing that I'm not credible in this regard. I'm seeing that I'm not pure here. I am seeing that my family are not all together. And God, I don't want to have to face that. But God's saying, if you face that, which I'm exposing, you actually qualify to you know, go into a stewarding mm. of increased capability for my glory. Totally. I mean, that and that kind of what you said there just stirs a response in me that we need to cry out for bravery, not bravery. Yes. I think we, we love to talk about bravery when it comes to, you know, evangelism and harvest or signs and wonders, but actually a real uh, kind of sobering bravery of, I need to be able to look at what's inside me. And actually, God, let your eyes yeah. become my mirror. Let me, when I look at myself, see you 
see me as as you see me the good but yeah. also what needs changed what needs we're, healed we're touching into king david you know you desire truth, truth in, in my, my in my innermost parts yeah. that is very painful very painful absolutely and so i but i want to encourage you today as you listen to what the prophets say that the prophets are saying some of your excruciating moments are actually your best moments before God. And actually some of that, oh, this relationship looks broken. I feel broken. I have got more questions than (laughs) than I have answers, God. Is this sense of God saying, this is exactly the qualification uh, for the next season. And I really want to speak into broken marriages because I did an awful lot of marriage stuff pre-marriage stuff and and post-marriage stuff and and I think that I am watching more and more of that oh my goodness we're having a moment we're just having a moment of crisis right now we're having a moment of question we're having a moment here and God is saying I have put my hand to bring that to the surface even on your children to be the God who exposes the cracks that now we may work on getting you robust enough to carry another level of my glory. And the exposure of the moment is not really a focus on your failure, though it feels like that. The exposure of the moment is the glory of God because he wants you at the front line of the next thing that he's going to do. And it's his his kindness that leads to repentance and he disciplines those he loves. And even when you're saying that word expose, we've got to reclaim that. We've made it a dirty word, almost like, oh, let's not say that. Get that that word out of my mouth, you know, expose. Oh, I don't like that. And actually God is saying, no, it's an act of my goodness. It's an act of my love. Actually, it's an act of my mercy. I'm not going to leave you where you are. Yes. People often say to me um, when we talk about prophets and Graham Cook was the one who said it takes 14 years from the yeah. call of a prophet to, to, the, to well, being usable, to yeah, be perfectly to be honest. Yeah. yeah, to be usable. And I certainly find that in my own life, yeah. 14 years really to be, to be, you know, usable. That really comes from the concept of, of King David and the 14 years between his anointing as king to his ascension to the throne i get an awful lot of people who say to me oh can we just fast track oh give me a word about (laughs) fast track you know i'm gonna fast accelerate accelerate accelerate, you know break me through god immediately 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 i'm clicking my fingers here but that sense is do you want leaders who have bucked the process of god no no do you want to to short shorten the process and have some, you know, oh, this is suddenly all okay. And therefore, when the glory of God comes, you actually won't be able to carry it because you've not had to turn and say, I need to fix this relationship. I need to fix how I do my finances. I need to fix how I think about Mm. where I live. I need to fix about how I view my leaders. I need to fix this. Totally. Because if I fix it and I go through the process of it, then I can see the glory of God. So in the in the macro level, we're seeing the church shift from successful to victorious. But in the micro level of our own hearts, God is shaking to dismantle to restore. Come on. And it is all a sign of his goodness. So good. 
So good, come on. And you've just got to say, God, give me bravery, courage to partner with you in the season and the story that you're telling. Because we get it. It's painful and it is difficult. And it, sometimes yes. we would rather just hide under our cover covers in bed and wish it was all over. But actually, it's for it's, it's the goodness of God, I think. I think this is, though it seems so opposite to our understanding of goodness, one of the kind of uh, moments in history, moments in our lives where we will say, God, you are so good then. And yes. we saw your goodness because you did not leave us as we were. Yes. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of What the Prophets Say. As ever, it is a joy to have your ears. Always is, yeah. Open and tracking with us. And remember uh, that next time we meet, we are going to be even more authentic and raw. And there are some stories yet to tell you, my friends. If you want training in the gift of prophecy, mm. remember to download, go to our website, propheticscots.com and download my e-course, The Prophetic Warrior. And we bless you today as you live in the beauty of being shaken by God because it means God trusts you. Yes, you. You can say out loud, yes, me, for greater glory in the years ahead. Bless you. See you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. You clearly ooze stamina. May I gently encourage you to jump over to our website, propheticscots.com, where you can download my e-course, The Prophetic Warrior, nine highly interactive sessions that will equip and train you to hear the voice of God with ease. Make sure that you subscribe and like and share this podcast. You don't want to miss all the things we have coming up for you.